if you're not holy at home, are you actually holy? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Here is something that happens to almost every one of our students um, when they get to college, when they get to campus. They get here, and if they've had an encounter with Jesus, they start growing. And they have these, this group of people around them that is helping them grow. And they're, they're praying every day. Uh, maybe they're going to Mass more than once on, you know, more, one, more than once a week. Maybe they're going to the sacraments. Maybe they have like service opportunities where they're, where they're, they're serving the people around them. They're giving, they're being generous. They're growing. They're growing in their spiritual lives. And they're growing so much that they get to the point where they, re- they start to, to believe the fact that like, oh my gosh, I used to be impatient. Now I'm so much more patient. I used to not be very generous, but now I'm so generous. I used to be um, less than uh, gracious, but now I'm really, really gracious with, pe- with people. This is so good. And then we have Thanksgiving, or then we have Christmas break, or then we have summertime, or then we have a lockdown and everyone has, is forced to go home and spend an exorbitant amount of times so or a lot of time with their family members. And here's what happens, whether this is for a long weekend or this is for a two week break or a four month break or whatever it's been in the lockdown is they get with their family and all of a sudden they realize something. Hopefully they realize this thing. I'm not as holy as I thought I was because now I'm, I'm no longer around my, my, this community, this Catholic community on campus. I'm no longer around these Christians who are like supporting me in my growth. I'm now with my family and I love them. Hopefully you love them and they love me. Hopefully they, hopefully they, love, they love you. But also, we get on each other's nerves. Why do my, these people that I'm related to get on my nerves more than the people that I'm with in college or wherever you are at work? Um, why can I be patient and gracious and, and giving and generous with these people over here, but the people I'm related to and I claim to actually love the most have the hardest time being gracious and patient with and all those things? Why is it? Well, here's a number of reasons. <laughs> One reason is, you go to college, it's a self-selecting group, right? You choose to be around the people that you choose to be around. At home, it is not self-selecting. You have to be around these people. It's one of the reasons why the religious communities can be such incredible opportunities for growth. Why families are such an incredible opportunity for growth because it's like, okay, uh, who to love? Those people, <laughs> you don't get to choose them. Whereas at college, at work, maybe even wherever you're at in life, we kind of get to choose the people we spend the time with, our time with. And we tend to, we typically choose people we find it uh, easier, more easily. We, spend, we find ourselves spending time with them more easily. Number two, a lot of times what happens is uh, I get to be gracious because they, well, for the most part, they leave me alone. Meaning, meaning when I'm at college or when I'm with uh, friends, uh, yeah, I get to choose when I give. But now I'm at home and they can make demands on me. A lot of times our friendships at work or our friendships at school or kind of out of the home are not only friendships where we've self-selected, but also friendships where um, we don't necessarily demand a lot from each other. But family is different because my family says, okay, I need you to do this, as opposed to a friend who's like, hey, by the way, we're doing this thing. Could you help me out with this? Like, okay, sure, once. But here is mom, she's like, okay, I need you to go out and do this thing. Here's your dad who says, I need you to go do this thing. Here's your sibling who says, I need you to, all these things where uh, I don't have necessarily the opportunity to still live my own life. Because I'll tell you this, I can be super giving, super patient, super generous with people when it's on my terms. And then all of a sudden I go home and my family's like, okay, here's what we need from you. When I go home and I realize all these things about me are still true, I'm still selfish, I'm still little, I'm, I'm still um, not as holy as I thought I was, 
that's not because my family's making me not holy. It's those relationships reveal something about myself that I did not know was true. Again, let's, let's go back to this. Some of those friendships, some of those relationships, they don't put uh, impatience in me. They don't put a lack of generosity in me. They don't put selfishness in me. They simply reveal the amount of selfishness, the amount of impatience, the amount of lack of generosity that was already there. Our families reveal this and our families see this. Sometimes your friends, they don't see it because they don't see you up close like this. They don't see the unedited version of you, but family sees the unedited version of you. And sometimes in that unedited version, we want to, in shame, we want to like run away. And in shame, we kind of want to like bury it. In shame, we're like, well, I guess I failed. I, I thought I was holy, but I'm not holy. Because it's kind of true that if I'm not holy at home, that I'm not really holy. If I'm not holy with people that I have to be around, I'm not really holy. So in light of that, if that's true, what do I do with it? I can be so embarrassed by it that I run away. Or I can... Say, okay, God, this time with family has unearthed the areas of my life where I still need to grow. That this time with my family has revealed something about myself that I thought was in my past, but I realize it's in my present. It's in my present. It's my reality right now. What do I do with it? What we do with it is we say, okay, I'm not going to run away. I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to bring it to God. I'm going to bring it to Jesus. I'm going to say, wow, Lord, I still have an a temper issue. I still have an issue with anger inside of me that no one but my sibling brings out. Okay, Lord, what do I do with this? I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'm going to bring it to you. So Lord, this has been unearthed, this anger in me. This has been unearthed, this selfishness in me. This has been unearthed, this, this pettiness and smallness in me. So I bring it to the Lord and say, God, Jesus, I surrender this to you. And we, when we surrender it to him, we're, we're saying, God, here, I, get, I put this under your dominion. Now, when we give it to him, he doesn't necessarily take it away. But when we give it to him, he does necessarily do something with it. This is truly like my story. Whenever I go visit my family, I'm like, oh, wow, I am not as half as generous as my brothers-in-law. I am not half as kind in like giving of myself as my sisters are, my brother, my, my parents. Like I just, it gets revealed really, really quickly. If that's you, don't get discouraged, but to lean in and surrender to Jesus. But then the second thing is, how am I going to grow in this area? How am I going to grow in this area? It involves being vulnerable. If you can have this kind of relation, this kind of conversation with your family, I invite you to do it. Because they see it already, right? You might just be revealed to you, but they're like, yeah, we knew that already. And you say, okay, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, whoever it is, family, this week. I know we've been living together for this long. You know, we've spending all this time together. Um... What is one area that you need me to grow in? Like you're so distracted. You're always on your phone. You're always, you know, you never socialize with us. Maybe whatever that thing is. Mom and dad, brothers and sisters, what, what's one area for me that you'd just like me to, to work on this week? You know, again, it takes vulnerability, right? Because they can, they actually can say it. <laughs> but you're giving them permission to say it. Because it's not just about surrendering it to Jesus and say, it's all, the Lord's taking care of it. It's also saying, okay, the people who are being impacted by my behavior, by what's been unearthed. What do you need from me this week? Where would you like me to grow this week? You guys, and I just want to make myself vulnerable, vulnerable right now. It's one area. It's not a permission from the dog pile on you. Like, okay, all these things. But just like, here's what we just need you to be more present. 
okay, when? All day or just, well, at the end of the day, you know, at supper, we just want to talk and you don't really talk. Okay, great. That's one way I can grow this week. But ask those people. Because sometimes the best examination of conscience are the people that are right around us and see, they can see our heart through our actions. I know you want to belong to the Lord. I know that in other, other circumstances that you are holy and you're pursuing him. At home though, at home, let's bring our faith where it matters. Mother Teresa, she said, find your own Calcutta. And you know, people would come to her and say, Mother, I'm going to go to India to serve the poor there. And she'd say, mm, go home and love the people in your home. Why? Because Mother Teresa knew what a lot of us are learning. If I'm not holy at home, am I really holy? Anyways, uh, that's some steps to move forward because here we are. We gotta, we gotta uh, love the people that we're living with right now. And uh, that is how God is going to sanctify us. Anyways, from all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.